Hey, Suds, what time is it? Sounds like a trick question. No, no, no. It's just, it's important because it's that time of the year again. You know, the time of year. Well, it's not howdy duty time. No, no. It is the time we uh, fall back. Fall back. Yeah. It's the time to alter the time. And I've got issues with that. And I guess a lot of people do because it was on the lips of everybody back in the day when uh, we were all clamoring for something to complain and whine about down in Washington, D.C., where they were against it and we were for it. I forget who that was. You must be against the time change. No, I... I, You love the time change? Make a time change, stick with it. I don't care which one it is, just stick with it. I don't care. That's my thing. Here's my thing on that. And and, and some places don't change the clocks. I think Arizona, Hawaii. Indiana. I think, I, I think they're they're doing it now, are they? right? Except the area near Chicago, I think they're in Central Time, but I still think they change. Uh, it's interesting you bring that up because I'm a bit of a weather astronomical buff, but okay. very amateur. In that this sounds sense. made up, but go and ahead. Astronomy, astronomical data. I was just looking today because you know, as we get closer to the time change at the beginning of November, now it's so dark in the morning. Mm-hmm. And where we are, the sun rises after eight a.m. 8.04 or something. Well, I looked today because Paris is so far west in the central European time zone, Paris, France, right? Their sunrise is now 8.25. So they're changing the clock. Europe changes the clocks at the end of October. We change the beginning of November. That's so late. If we didn't change the clocks at all, right, what are we looking at? We're looking at a 9 a.m. sunrise in the middle of January, end of December, Okay. You lo- you don't care? I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I'll tell you what I did this morning, and I've done it a handful of times so far for like the past month. Because you know, as summer dwindles down, it, the, 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 the early sunsets start creeping in, and then the, the, the sun rises are a little late too. So one of the things that I do is I, I get up way early just so I can watch the sun come up in the morning. Something I don't do in the middle of the summer because it gets, you know, the sun six is o'clock. actually shining at six in the morning. Yeah. So I don't get up that early. But, you know, I'm, I'm up at like uh, 7.30. I go out and I watch the sun just come up over the trees. And we don't have mountains where we're at. So it comes up over the trees and makes the entire treetops glow. And it's just that magical golden hour that you have in the morning. And I enjoy that. I'm not saying that's the only reason I want to change it. It's just that... So you don't want to get up now. It's 7 o'clock to do it, <laughs> to see the sunrise after we change the clocks when it'll, it'll be light earlier uh, well, in the morning. That would be just that would be a benefit, I guess. But that's not the re- I, I don't mind a late sunrise is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. It, the sunset bothers me a little bit because I like to be outside and, you, do, you know, working around the yard and then it's dark. Herein is the dilemma. Okay. Because you like those longer days in the summer, so you need daylight saving time. All right. Okay. So places that don't change clocks, for instance, I was just looking at it the other day, randomly looking around on the Weather Channel app, Kingston, Jamaica. Their sunset now is like 525. Really? Yeah. In the middle of summer, (laughs) in the middle of summer, their latest sunset is like six o'clock. 
or 6.15. That's it, because they don't change their clocks, and wherever they are in the... They're near the equator, so it's pretty much 12-hour days of sun every day, pretty much. Would you like that in summertime, to have it dark by 6.30, completely no. dark? No. no. So you want daylight saving time, but if you have daylight saving time, then you're looking at very dark mornings from maybe the end of September until February. I can do. I can deal with that. Okay. I can deal with that. Is that so what do I want? I want... You want daylight saving time year-round. I want daylight year round. saving time year-round. Let's make that decision. Let's go with it. We've got bigger things to talk about. Because they do say the time change, although this time change is considered the, air quotes, good time change. Yeah. Because you're going back an hour, so you get an extra hour, but it still throws your body off. And, See, and, I don't get that. And they but... do say, well, they, it throws your body off because you get used to waking up at a certain time. Now you're artificially forcing yourself to adhere to a new time rather than naturally getting up. So... Basically, you are getting up essentially at the same time your body thinks, right? Or the cat that comes around looking for food every morning, he's coming around at sunup. Sunup to him is the same day in, day out, doesn't yeah. matter. But for us, now it means once we get used to the new time, i got to get up an hour earlier and feed him. Yeah. But, but they do say car crashes go up the first week of, of the time change. More so this one because it's dark earlier. And people freak out for some reason, even though they drive in the dark all the time. But they seem to freak out when it's dark at 5.30. In the spring, when we jump ahead, they say more heart attacks happen. Why would that be? Because you are losing an hour and it throws off your whole circadian rhythm. And it to some people who are maybe more they at need risk. To get sleep. Yeah. Or they get less sleep and that less sleep can trigger something. I don't know. But it, yeah, it, it is a problem. Now, I remember being a kid in the uh, early 70s. I think. I think it was the early 70s when they kind of like nailed everything down for what the way we have it now. And I remember my dad telling me the reason we're doing this is because so many kids have been hit by cars in that early morning hour when it's dark. And I thought that's the reason why they changed the time change in, 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 you know, in the beginning. But apparently that wasn't the case. I guess the, the, the whole discussion on time changes has been going, and the actual enforcement of which have been going on for, like, since the 20s. It's been on again, off again. I, I had no idea that was a real thing. Yeah. And I, and I read that Ben Franklin was the first person to suggest that, although he, I guess he said it in jest by telling the Parisians to change the clock so they can save money on candles, and that mm -hmm. was a big joke. Oh, great memories of when you're a kid in summertime, and it's light out till 8.30, 9.30, playing ball, running around, going yeah. out. I mean, yeah. That, you know, your memories of summer are in the daylight, not in the darkness. That's true. Having dinner, having an outdoor barbecue at 6.30 when it's dark. Yeah. Well, so what do I want again? You want daylight saving time I want daylight, okay. Let's find somebody. Let's nail this down. Because the right doesn't like it, the left doesn't like it, and then the left likes it, and then the right likes it. I don't understand why they, they all seem to agree on this one. Why hasn't something been moved on this? Yeah, they talk about it every year yeah. around this time, and they say what's well, going to go through, and it just sits... And no one, de no one debates it, and it f falls through the cracks for another year. Okay, whatever. Or go live in a state that doesn't change. Go live in Arizona. Speaking of Arizona, I'm not watching the World Series, like I said. Just because they Arizona won last night? Arizona and Texas, I, I don't care. 
I mean, then again, I kind of said the same thing 32 years ago when it was the Twins and the Braves. Hey, who cares? I'm not watching this. Yeah. But maybe it'll be good. I just, I just don't see the star power. I don't see anything. I mean, I don't know anyone. And maybe I'll tune in. I doubt it. But I'm not going to be that invested in it. It's just, it's just mediocre teams that made it to the end. You know, I wouldn't say Texas was mediocre. They, they've been pretty good all year long, and they've got some stars on that team. Slightly above average. Above average enough to beat Houston. Right. So, yeah, I like that. And watching the the, the uh, Diamondbacks, and I got my wife made a conversation piece last night when we were talking about the Diamondbacks. So I, she watches it with me. But anyway, um, they don't have a lot of stars, like you said. And that's kind of like the way it was with the old World Series when I was a kid. They... They had teams get put together that had ball players with great years and ball players in their last years, and there were always these wonderful dramatic stories. And that's kind of the way I see the Diamondbacks. But I, I like it. But my wife says last night, she goes, "I don't like their arm design, their logo on their arm design." I went, "And I don't like their uniform at all." But I don't like it either. And she, she, I said, "Why don't you like the the thing?" And she goes, "Well, it looks like a cobra biting a baseball." I said, "Yeah, well, it is." She goes, "Aren't they the Diamondbacks?" So you. You're blowing my mind now. Knock that off. They're the Diamondbacks. Just ignore the Cobra. Hey, um, the thing that bothers me a lot about it, well, that, and also, both teams play indoors for the most part. I think yeah. I think in Arizona they it's a retractable. I think it but is. But they're going to have it closed probably. Yeah. Two indoor teams, eh, I don't know. I like... The idea of watching a game, maybe in the World Series when it's in New York or Philadelphia, it's in the 40s or 50s, you know, yeah. it's interesting. It feels like the World Series. Now it just seems like these two teams are playing exhibition baseball. Exhibition baseball. baseball. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. I don't want to get sucked into this thing, but I want to tell you, ask you a question. Can we, can we talk one more thing okay, about baseball ahead. and sure. then remember the question, okay? Because I read yeah. something yesterday that kind of, at first it kind of angered me and then it kind of made me a little pensive, and then it really kind of excited me, and then it kind of made me... So my, I had a roller coaster of emotions yesterday. I read that Dubai is putting together a baseball league, and they've already got four teams, and a lot of ex-major league ball players are playing in the Dubai league. Have you, know you heard any of those this? players? Have you heard of these players? Oh, yeah. Robinson Cano was one of them. Bartolo Colon. So washed-up players. Well, yeah. Well, I Bartolo think Cano Colon is probably, 50. Right? Yeah, but... Cano is gone because he's a lie and cheat. But uh, there, of course, my team being the, the Detroit Tigers, there's a couple of actually there's about four or five Tigers, ex-Tigers playing. Jair Jurgens, um, trying to think of who the other guys were. There, oh uh, Perez Hernan, and um, I can't think of the other guys. But anyway, where are they going to play? You know they're playing on an indoor yeah. diamond. Cologne is fifty. You know what his nickname is Big Sexy. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd call him that, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. The question. Just, yeah. Go ahead. So it, you're saying they're doing like like they they wanted to lure Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player, to Saudi Arabia to play over there. Yeah. They got the money. Yeah. Isn't one of those like Saudi Arabia? Didn't they create this golf league that just upset the, the PGA? The live golf. Yeah. And this whole thing. I thought they merged, but I still hear they're at odds. So I I don't know. Okay. Here's the question for you. Okay. I didn't forget. All right. When was the last time? You can th- truly say you were in wonderment of something or in awe. Hmm. Okay, let me let me. I, I'm reading. Um, 
I'm reading this book, First Man. Oh, I was thinking, I see your cover, and I was thinking it was, oh, go ahead. Neil Armstrong. Uh-huh. And I'm reading about, and the beginning talks about the launch day of Apollo 11 in 1969. And how many people, tens of thousands, maybe a couple hundred thousand, gathered around Cape Kennedy, which it was called at the time, in boats, in the water, on the side of the road. People were selling parking spots on the road. I mean, everyone was in on it. There was big promotions. Mm-hmm. It was on the TV. There were some... Several thousand foreign journalists came. Japan sent over a hundred alone, and people were just amazed. And I don't know if you've ever seen it on, on coverage. Now you're a little older than me, so maybe you saw it happen. But I was watching when the the liftoff, but also when the lunar module lands on the moon, and Walter Cronkite takes off his glasses and wipes his face, and you can see he's weeping, mm-hmm. and the guy next to him is crying too. I mean, they're an unbelievable man to the moon. Yeah. Unbelievable, and do you remember that moment? I remember. I don't remember the concrete thing. I've only seen that in, uh, you know, news clips. Yeah. But uh, my dad, <clears throat> I'm trying to think now because I get I get several of the moon landings confused. But I remember being in school, and they had these television sets on these great big uh, shelves that have wheels on them, and they would wheel them from room to room, and we watched that occur. I think the first one in the middle of the school day. And when you asked me that question, first of all, I guess I remember being a kid and being wondering at the moon, when the moon landing. Mm-hmm. I remember going out and looking for the moon that night, and I think it was cloud cover. I couldn't see it the next night. And I could tell they were up there. And I you know, got my dad's binoculars out, and I was trying to find them. I was like eight years old. So I, the concept was a little strange for me, but it was the moon landing. That was the last time I was truly yeah. amazed. For me, the first, really, the last time? The last time. I can't okay. think of I, anything. I, I can think of a few things that came up, but they all are around technology, which yeah, I guess well, the moon is. Okay. I mean, could you imagine being seeing the Wright brothers? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> a plane, a jet plane. A, you know, um, these things just popped into my head. They were um, in the late 90s. We were in Disney World. We were on the monorail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd heard that there's these these mobile phones, you know. We didn't have one. Right. This was like 1998. So a guy, we're on the monorail going to a different park. He gets on his phone and he calls the restaurant to tell them he's going to be a few minutes late for his reservation, but to please not cancel it. And I was thinking, how exotic that is. (laughs) Oh, my God. Amazing. I couldn't believe it. You can use this. You can call ahead. I mean, that's just unbelievable. That's the first thing. Second thing was early 2000, like 2001. I was in a mall. Now, I missed some things because I was living overseas. But I was in the United States. I was in a mall. And I walked into a store that was selling big screen TVs in HD, like Mm -hmm. big screen, like 80 inch. And I saw an HD picture for the first time. Okay, yeah. And it was of a basketball game. Yeah. I felt like I was in the stands. Uh, yeah. I could not stop staring at it. I couldn't believe it. So the, the, yeah. those two things just pop into my head immediately. That's like the most amazing things. But now the technology advances. Yes. Oh, you can use a smartphone or you can do this. But it's like, ooh, did you see the newest update on the iPhone? What it can do now? It can, you can just say a word and it'll... So what? I mean, yeah. it's not the same thing. So no, I don't think no. the younger people of today have any wonderment they just expect it and it's like no big deal to them yeah you know another thing that i 
while you were talking, the other thing that I'd seen recently that just stopped me on my tracks and makes me think about it all the time. And the moon landing did that when I was a kid. I want my brother and I would sit on the couch, our couch with our backs where our butts would go and our legs up to the uh, up the back of the couch, mm-hmm. just the way the astronauts oh, yeah. sat in the. We would sit there and talk about, you know, launching stuff. It, it was it re- really just took over our life for that summer. But the other thing that has gotten me almost as surprised and enveloped me in not knowing what comes next is AI. I, uh, um, you, you, we're both, uh, we're both voice actors and writers and stuff like that. So, you know, we've seen what AI can do, uh, like put us out of work, but so I've decided what I'm going to do is learn it and I'm going to start utilizing it as much as I can to, to enhance my, my employment. So I've been doing some work and doing some research and, and playing with it and, I'm not afraid of it anymore. In fact, all I want to do, I think of things during the day, like I could do this on the AI platform. I don't want to use the brand name. I guess I could, ChatGTP. I mean, they're pretty, yeah. Yeah, everybody knows it, and it's a free thing anyway. But anyway, all the things that I could do with that, and I've done it. I've created an outline for a book that I'm working on. I just wanted the outline, because if I can get a start, I can get rolling. And it did it in like two seconds. So it's your AI assistant. It is an assistant. I'm yeah. not. I'm not afraid of it. Um, I've used it to show me some animation that I might want to use for a different book that I'm kind of working on. And it, just, say, just it, say, write the book for me, AI. Yeah, well, you know, there's <laughs> plagiarism issues with that. That's that's a still a real deal because you can't claim that as your own. You can get make it and then create parts of it and redo it. Uh, but there's other things too. It can help solve problems if you don't know. If you if you're not sure how to do something, you can ask it questions and it can go through the internet and find the answer for you in seconds. Again, you have to check it because it's you know it's working through the internet. I don't think that mm-hmm. that fact changes that it, it can get bad information too. But that is that is the thing that has got me that amazes me now more than anything else. And I'm not really afraid of it like I was when everybody was trying to scare the hell out of me. Well, just imagine what it's going to look like. Okay, a year from now, but maybe five years from now, how much more it will be a part of our lives? Just yeah. regular, we can't even imagine it. Some people can who are creating it and doing yeah. it, but like we were um, with other things, we just can't imagine the impact it's going to have down the road. The, what worries me about it now is the bad actors that are going to use it nefariously because it is ripe for for bad things, for people to use it and utilize certain parts of it. Well, you see it with music now. A lot of, you know, you can take anyone's voice, and it's getting better almost by the week. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear a Frank Sinatra singing, a voice singing a modern song now, a contemporary song, and it sounds just like him. Yeah. And, you know, the deep fake and the videos, and you don't know who's who, and mm-hmm. it, it looks real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, 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 if you look at it that way, it is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, that could be wonderment right there. Yeah. And, and like you said, in five years, you, you can't stop wondering what it's going to look like, how it's going to impact you. And I feel it's, it's going to be for the better, I think. I just have that feeling. Okay. Do you feel like you're kind of ahead of the curve on technology stuff and you're a, 
you know, not that you're a whiz kid or anything like today's kids, but I'm saying when you something comes out like technology-wise, do you embrace it right away? Are you an early adopter, as they say, or do you kind of, in the middle of the pack, they're kind of waiting to see, you know, or it, it takes longer, and then it kind of, like... You know, I, yeah, I'm I trying do. to explain it right, but yeah, or do you say, are you a, a visionary? You say, oh, this is going to be awesome. Undo it right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what the truth, when I was younger, when I say, you know, I, I'm going to tell, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm 63. When I was in my 40s, any kind of ch- technological changes that rolled in, and by the way, in my 40s, things weren't changing the way they're changing now. They were much slower. And I did, hey, we were just worrying about going from uh, one type of VCR to another. That was the, that was the big technology changes, but... I was I was anti-change. No, don't change it. It's great the way it is. No, I love my albums. I don't want CDs. That sort of thing. As I've gotten older, uh, I, I I was one of those things where you I realized you can't stop it. It's going to roll right over you. Just prepare yourself and, and let it go and see what happens when you get up and dust yourself off. Now, where I'm at with it is what I really want more than anything else is to put my hand out and go, slow down. Slow down so I can work on this, so I can understand it. And I can understand the whole AI thing. And I still don't understand it completely, but I can see how we can use it to our betterment. Uh, A lot of the other things, like social media type things Mm -hmm. that people are all excited about, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't care. My father was not a visionary. (laughs) When When we got cable TV, he was very reluctant. Oh, that's the other thing I was in wonder. When the first day I had cable TV, I don't. When I got it hooked up, I had like forty channels. Yeah. I, I didn't sleep for forty-eight hours. <laughs> I was just on watching the most ridiculous yeah. things. But he was like, "Who needs that many channels? It's never going to work. Who? Why do you? Why do you need a computer? Yeah. You don't need a computer. What a waste of time! It's just gonna, you know, you don't need that stuff. You don't need a phone. You know, yeah. one phone hooked up to your kitchen wall is good enough. Yeah. You don't need to yeah. be reached all day. I was never one of those guys. Were you? No. No. You know, we, I, I was a little like, hey, this could be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I came across something I, I found on social media years Uh-oh. ago, but it was interesting because there's nine steps of a product. Okay, I'm going to read it right. to you. Like, for some people, you, like, you never heard. Number one, I've never heard of it. Like, you know, it's, it's the rage. I've never heard of it. Then you get to the next level. I've heard of it, but I don't understand it. Okay. I'm checking those boxes off because Number three, yep, that's yep, my, my three. second, third. I understand it, but I don't see how it's useful. I actually said that about the internet when it just started. I go, who's going to use this? And for what? Yeah. Four. I see how it could be fun for rich people, but not me. I'm going to change that. I can can see how it's going to be good for rich people, but I'll never be able to afford it. That's how I change it. Level five. I use it, but it's just a toy. It's just something to fool around with. Sometimes. Six. It's becoming more useful for me. Bingo. Seven. I use it all the time. That's it. Eight. I could not imagine life without it. Mm, not there yet. And number nine, seriously, people lived without it? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. You know, though, I, I'll tell you what, we going back to what we just talked about, how your father thought that it was, uh, you know, that'll never work. I, I think about stuff, and it goes back to technology. Um, I'm thinking about battery-operated vehicles. Because my car, my truck is it's it's up there in age. My next purchase is probably going to have to be some kind of a battery operated vehicle, and I worry about things that I've seen in the news and online about how these things catch on fire in your garage and burn your house down. Um, 
how they might be a problem, although they haven't had any issues yet, but getting in an accident and somebody's spraying the fire down with water and these batteries don't use water the way other things do and they can catch on fire. And the biggest thing is the batteries for these things, which is actually like part of the chassis of the car, are in the thousands, six, seven thousand dollars need a new battery. It's not like going down to AutoZone and having them drop one in for you. So there's, there's all, I'm, I'm kind of checking off those boxes that you were just talking yeah. about. But what if the people back at the turn of the last century said, cars? No. The automobile car? No. We've got horses. Let's not push things. We're, not, we're never going to go to saying, cars. I'm sure people said that. I'm, well, I'm there's always dead. people that. Well, and the same thing with electric, and I'm not there yet. And yeah. I'm thinking if it's, if it's, it's cost- effective and it's superior sure i just think can you wait five more years because i think I, in five years you're gonna see a huge difference oh yeah because they're gonna to have to refine the technology right. and the price to make will it come more down. affordable mm-hmm. and also to be more efficient in terms of the size of the battery i mean we just don't know and i mean i don't even know i'm just talking out the side of my mouth but can they do hydrogen can they do nuclear like, oh man you technology? don't want those on the road those are <laughs> Think about driving a little nuclear <laughs> bomb down the road. Wait, what, what, we could come up with naming titles for for cars that are runoff nuclear. The nuke. Yeah. Uh, the hydro. But, you know, you think about the people going back to the horses, horseless carriage and the horses. It wasn't just the horse people that owned horses. That It was the people who created saddles and harnesses and carriages and uh, feed for for the horses. They all did not want the cars. They didn't want automobiles, and yeah. that's kind of why technology kind of stalls up, and partially why I think battery operated cars are kind of wishy washy with a lot of Americans. And that is because one side is saying one thing and the other side is saying another. Both may be true, but they're really just muddying the waters. Yeah, so Americans love their cars. It's a little different now, but, you know, in the 50s and the 60s, it was all about the cars. Yeah, yeah. And the fins and the size and the songs are little, you know, yep. GTO and the Beach Boys saying I get around and Little Deuce Coop and yeah. all that stuff. And now, yeah, it, it's changing. I, I, I just don't know. I'm kind of not deciding yay or nay. I'm just saying let's see what happens. Yeah. But right now they're just out of my price range. The same here. Way out of the price yep. range. And yeah. I just don't have a need for it. And, and going back to changes the way, as far as cars are going with, you know, you said about the 50s. Remember, they all had those big AM radios blasting out those big hits. And now AM radio has its head on the chopping block and everybody's trying to save it. And my thing is, and now you know, we both are ex-radio guys. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, let's put it out of its misery. <laughs> let's just stop that. All the, Nobody listens to it. I, I had a car salesman trying to push me on AM stereos at one of the selling points of the I remember car. that being, wow, that's going to be a thing? We're all going to keep our jobs forever. AM stereo. Yeah. But yeah, and I remember my first car had AM. I didn't know there was such a thing as FM. Nobody listened to it back in the day. But no static, as Steely Dan would say. I was going to say, that was one of my favorite statements from Steely Dan. But yeah, and going back, I want to, I want to, I want to take us back a thing here, because since we both worked in radio, I want to take us back to the beginning of this conversation when we talked about daylight savings time i was working overnights at a radio station and of course the chime changes at two o'clock at this this one particular time when they when they were changing so when two o'clock came around 
I had to start over at one o'clock and continue working. Extra and I didn't hour. get paid for that hour because it wasn't showing up on a time clock. I got screwed out of an extra hour. And that makes me mad. Well, you made up for it in the spring when it would jump from two to three o'clock. Well, I didn't like work that. that day. Oh, well. <laughs> well, the people in radio are terrible. Yeah, it's I, I shouldn't say that. Not everyone. But I've had experiences, past program directors, general managers, just dreadful to work for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying it's indicative of everyone in the profession, but I've come across some real shady characters over the years. One guy threatened to fire me if I didn't come in because I had pneumonia. And, you know, another guy said I had to work 30 days straight or I could get a job elsewhere. I worked wow. the entire month of August one year. 30 days. Ooh, that is not good. Anyway. I, I don't know. My, I want to do on record as saying most of the people, and I, most I'm saying probably 90% of the people I worked for and worked with in radio were awesome. And I got to do things most people never got a chance to do just because of my connection and proximity to pop culture. So, yeah. I But I did I did see the ones that, uh, that screwed over other people. A lot of it's got to do with ego and power. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I hate to say this, but I'm going to ask you for your World Series prediction because I'm not going to watch it, but I'll make a prediction. You do it. You go first. I mean, Arizona has the four home games. No, no, I'm sorry. Series opens in Texas. I think Arizona could win this because they've got the momentum. No one is ca- no one's giving them a chance. They're just a bunch of ragtag unknown guys. So I'd say six games. Diamondbacks. I'm known for being wrong often, so bet against it if you're trying to make some money. But D-backs, D-backs, eh, D-backs in six. Always sounds like dirtbags. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Texas. Texas has a team full of slugging monsters, and I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play really well. Their pitching is not. I don't think their pitching is quite as strong at this point in the season as. The Diamondbacks, but I'm going with Texas and six. Just need two real good ones. You need Evaldi to go and Max Scherzer. Who would think he's back in the World Series? Yeah. All right, man. Well, I've got another topic next week. Yes. What? I'm not telling you. Okay. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you, Share. Thank you, Scoop. And and, uh, until next time, have a great week and uh, enjoy the time change coming up. Get ready for it, by the way. Save yourself some misery that first week in November.